0: Welcome to Liquid Church Audio. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered at Liquid by Pastor Tim Lucas. Liquidchurch.com, living water for a thirsty generation. Now, we're live on the web. The gifts and the talents of every man and woman in this room, diverse and different as we are. And he's going to put them together and use them in a -a one-of-a-kind way to draw people, lost people, unchurched people, who may not even know at this moment. They don't even have a hint. That there's a God who loves them, who, who they matter to, who actually gave his life for theirs. And he's going to use us to make his name famous in Morristown. That's the goal of our church, to bring God kind of a crystal clear focus for people who are far from him. And to do that, it's going to take every one of us, every one of us using our gifts, serving selflessly, and actually doing something that's unnatural. Caring more about the needs of others than comfort for ourselves. And that is a challenge, but I love you guys. I love this church because anytime I put a challenge out there, if you're new to our church, you should know this. Our people don't, in this body, don't shrink from challenges. You guys kind of rose to the occasion. For instance, I told you last week, As a staff, we estimated that we would need three times the amount of current volunteers to serve for the next three months into the spring if we're going to pull off this launch successfully. And so in other words, if we have about 60 people serving a night, you know, we estimated that we need, no, three times, at least 180 people to sign up to serve. 180 volunteers, that was our BHAG. You know what a BHAG is? Big, hairy, audacious Goal all right, that we were like 180 people, can you imagine, servant leaders kind of crawling all over the Morristown Hyatt, greeting, serving, welcoming kids, making first-time guests feel special. Well, the incredible news is this, you guys blew it out of the water, all told, over 310 people signed up to serve at our Easter launch, and through the first three months of spring. That, that is awesome. Uh, As a staff, we kind of like took it as a personal rebuke to our faith. Like, you people of little faith, 180, (laughs) ha ha. 300 of you got in the game and you came down the field and you said, you know what, give me the ball. I I am here to play. I am part of this. And we're going to have a great time because I know God's going to do something one of a kind through all of us. Now, here's the deal. For those of you who signed up, a couple things. One, you're going to be receiving an email this week from your key leader assigning you to your team. Because some of you signed up for teams that are actually now overstaffed. And some of you signed up for teams or, or didn't sign up. And we need more people on another team. And some of you said, use me wherever. I don't care. Just tell me where I'm needed most. Thank you for that. But we're going to be sending you an email this week. And some of you will be on, you will be the muscles in the body. You will be the staging team. You're going to do the heavy lifting and kind of like, Geez, you know, setting up the stage every week. That's awesome. That's great. Some of you are like, hey, got all my teeth. I'll be a greeter. I uh, I can smile. I can shake hands. I got that gift. I got the gift of teeth. Uh, you know, parking team, you're going to walk around and kind of show people where we're at. You're going to be working with kids. Check in using your teaching gift. security. We got a million needs. But here's the deal. Next Sunday, you need to be here because we are going to be commissioning all of you on March 11th. We have our final t-shirt designs. We actually have, you'll have two to choose from next week when you pick up your t-shirt. But we're going to pray as a body and kind of actually commission you. We're going to put our hands on you and pray for all of us as a body to actually be empowered to be God's presence in Morristown on Easter. And we're going to cap it off by partaking actually in Christ's body in a special time of dedication and communion. Now, here's the deal. If you haven't signed up to serve for whatever reason, that is totally Totally cool. You got to know this. This is a guilt free church. We thought about getting a bumper sticker made up for the launch that said, you know, liquid church. Now, 17% less judgmental. You know, like, like, it's not what we're about. Not like, you know, come on, guys, guilt and shame. It is, there's a million good reasons that the spring is tough for you. Maybe you're moving, changing jobs, whatever. You can't make a three month commitment. That's fine. But you will have another chance to be the body this week. In fact, This is a special invitation to actually everyone this week to serve in a special way, and it has to do with this. You probably saw this sitting over here, and you're like, usually kind of not so sloppy on the stage. What's this big orange bucket? Anyone know where this bucket's from? Who knows? Home Depot. You cannot get out of Home Depot for less than $150 and buying a bucket. It's like, this is my thing, and I'm just going to kind of leave this here, and you're wondering kind of like what's in it, set up there for some narrative tension. What the heck's the orange bucket for? You're going to find out. But let's first orient ourselves with our compass, which is our North Star, God's Word, alright? So I want to invite you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians 12. Take uh, the pew Bibles there, pass them down, just to expand our understanding of this metaphor, the body of Christ. Because this body is something special. It has a unique form, a special function. And Paul really was the master metaphor maker, And in 1 Corinthians 12, he opens up our understanding of how the local church or the body of Christ is supposed to function. Can we get a little bit of lights there so that we can see everyone can turn to page 1871, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And if you look at the left-hand column, there's the heading. It says, one body, many parts. Well, don't look in the left-hand. We're going to read the right-hand column, the message paraphrase, which I think gives a real down-to-earth perspective tonight. So let's start reading together. I am on the right-hand column on page 1871, it's that first paragraph there that says, God's various gifts are handed out everywhere. Are you there? Okay. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. We'll just stop right there. Again, Paul is giving us just an outline of how the church or the body of Christ is supposed to function. If the church is a body... He's saying it's full of people with specific gifts or divine enablements. And the first thing Paul says is this everything that you have, all of your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your special functions, is given by God. Look what he says. Again, you know, Paul's one of those guys, he says it three different ways. He says, They all originate in God's spirits. There's expressions of power everywhere, but God Himself is behind it all. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit to all kinds of people. Point number two, Paul's making, in God's body, there is tremendous diversity. This should sound repetitive to you because we talked about it last week. In other words, none of you are alike. you're all like snowflakes. No, dump that. We all have a unique area of spiritual strength. And look at what Paul says. Take, follow along here. He goes, the variety is wonderful. Wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, distinguishing between spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. He's just giving you a little sampler here of some of the gifts that some of us have. In other words, he's like, each one of you has a divine enabling. This is just like a sampling. This is not like the exhaustive list. I mean, you could go to like Romans 12, I think Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 4. All of those contain more examples of gifts. But the point is, he's like, diversity. Not one of you is alike. The variety is wonderful. That's what he says. Some of us are wise and discerning some of the gift of teaching, others others of you are powerful prayers, even though each of us has a unique area of strength, the most important thing to note is that everything in God's body is unified. Look at verse 11. All these gifts, as different as they are, have a common origin, but are handed out one by one by the one Spirit of God. He decides who gets what and when. You can easily you can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. I mean, your body has many parts, limbs, organs, and cells. But no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. You remember this from last week? Right? This is Paul again. In, in, in Ephesians, he was, like, he was like, one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God over all. His point, what? Oneness in the church, in God's body. There's unity within all of this diversity. And that's why the, the, the body metaphor works so well, because it's just like the systems of our body. Think about your body, right? He's like limbs, organs, cells. Here. Okay, here we go. You've, here we go. Here's Tim's arm. Rippling, massive manhood. Here is Tim's arm. I know, don't stumble. Just keep th- track with me. Underneath this, if I peeled back my skin, you would see, right? You'd see, hopefully, a little bit of muscle there. Underneath that, you'd see some veins. The veins would be wrapped around, actually, bone and everything. And the whole thing, all together, wrapped up onto one is called. What? An arm. Now, which part of my arm is most important? No bones, you got no arm. (laughs) No veins, no blood, no muscle, girly man. It ceases to be an arm, right? (laughs) Every part has a different function, but together they all come and work together to be and do something that not one of them can accomplish on their own, and that is to be an arm, okay? follow now. Actually, David Bancroft told me a great example of this. He, um, you guys knew you had the worship team auditions yesterday. Some of you, thank you so much for offering your gifts for the team. But I was like, I, I called David up. I was like, dude, how'd it go? How were the, uh, the auditions? And he was like, uh, he was like, dude, it was absolutely incredible. It was, it was, it was uh, <laughs> very diverse. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that's like my Euro trash accent. I don't have like, he's like, he's like I'm from England, not Australia. <laughs> like, what is that? You know? Um, I, I was like, how was it? He was like, it was awesome. He was like, there were some brilliant musicians. He was like, they, they had some beautiful voices. We had vocalists. I was like, well, what kind of stuff? He's like, well, a lot of them played actually different instruments. a couple of great guitarists, pianists, and the singers, totally different ranges and pitches. He's like, you know, tenors and altos and backups and leads. And he's like, just beautiful diversity. But when you come here on Sunday... You see a team of very diverse individuals, different backgrounds, different training, different gifts, that come together to make one joyful noise in this place every weekend. Something that not one of them could do on their own. But together they are the band of Christ, the body of Christ. And this, some have more talent, others less. Hear me. But it doesn't diminish that each has a God-given gift. That is not meant to be insulting. That's how a worldly person thinks. But that's actually how God designed it. Remember last week in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7, he said, To each one of us, grace, a gift, has been given as Christ apportioned it. And that word apportioned means as God measured it out and determined it. In other words, what your gift is and to what degree you're gifted and talented was determined by Jesus himself. He actually decides which gifts and abilities each of us should naturally have and to what extent we should have them. Paul literally says, he's like, Jesus decides who gets what and when. Now, that's not to diminish or compare or feel bad when you look at others. Because think about this. Tonight, as you sit, just as you are, you are wired and gifted exactly, precisely to the extent that God intended you to be. Paul actually says, he says, Christ himself, Christ himself, what part of the body is Christ himself? Remember? The head. In other words, the brain, the most important part from which every other body part flows and takes its direction and cues. The head, the, the head houses the intellect, right? And Christ decides who gets what and when and how it's to be used. Do you see why God chose the metaphor of the body to describe his church? When you become a follower of Christ, it's like you are automatically enrolled in a family. You have a role to play, and that role is to work alongside others who have different gifts to accomplish together, not one of us could do on our own. All right, now Paul keeps going track with me, verses 12 and 13. Look what he says. No matter how many parts you can name, you guys are still one body, and it's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. That's when we live on our own in isolation, not part of something bigger. We each used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he, that's Jesus Christ, has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptized, when we joined the family. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. And the old labels we used once to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, from London or New Jersey, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. You see what he's getting at? He's like, think big. Don't get caught in your small little story and what you're good at, and what you're trying to make money through. He's like, the body of Christ is bigger than that. It's made up of gifted people. Each of you has a gift from God's spirit. It's diverse. Not one of you is the same, not in the same amount, but you're unified. You're meant to actually exist together and add value and meaning when you come together and work together to serve alongside one another. And then he says, that's what charges your life with significance. You are not a Lone Ranger. You You were designed to be part of something bigger. And it's called the body. The body of Christ that's responsible, forget this, Making God's presence known in this world. You're part of Jesus' rescue mission now that you're his follower. And this presents a problem for some of you. At least it did in the Corinthian church. Because we're ordinary people. And the reality is, with all this talk of like, yeah, diversity, unity, oh, we're all together. The reality is we do compare. (laughs) I mean, even the mention of the worship team auditions a minute ago was, probably, was problematic for some of you. <laughs> because that word auditions necessarily means that's, well, wait, does that, wait, some will make the team and, and others won't. In other words, some will have leading roles, some, some supporting ones, and, and our flesh cries out, unfair, I knew it, the church is hypocritical. All this talk of unity, but it's American Idol at its core. <laughs> Simon's going to bounce them, you know, <laughs> no, Because deep down, most of us want to be recognized and to stand out. And that's actually why Paul wrote this. That was what was going on in the Corinthian church at the time. And check this out. Instead of building up and unifying the church at Corinth, the issue of spiritual gifts was splitting it and dividing it. This is where the enemy or Satan gets in, because he tempts us to misread why we were given those gifts and what service is all about. And, d- and very subtly, we begin interpreting like, our talents as symbols of like, spiritual power, which causes some to feel superior and proud, because I have a microphone. And others to feel inferior and jealous, like, I can't sing like her. And that is cancer in the body of Christ. Spiritual pride or jealousy, there is no room for it. So when it comes to specialized roles, for instance, like, I'm not to pick on it, but like the worship team, for instance, our philosophy is to get people involved in using their primary gifting in our church, not their secondary ones. I mean, we all have all sorts of different gifts. But if God, you know, I'm like, if God gave you lightning fast fingers on a guitar, Awesome. If all you do is like, ding, bang the triangle, fantastic. It, it, you know, or if David calls you this week and says, hey, thank you, thank you, but you know, right now we don't have a spot for you, question, would you be willing to help serve in the liquid kids' worship environment? Will you say, you got it, put me where I'm needed, because I trust you. I know I have these gifts, and they're supposed to be used, and it's not about me. In a body, God's body, not the world's body, no role is insignificant were part of something larger. Look at what Paul says in verses 14 and 18. He says, I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If foot said, I'm not elegant like hand embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body. Would that make it so? If ear said, I'm not beautiful like eye, limpid and expressive, I don't, I don't deserve a place in the head, would you want to remove it from the body? If the body was all eye, how could it hear? If all ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. Believe that? I'll give you an example of someone who gets this. Got an email this week from <laughs> the lady that I call the finger in our church. You know who the finger is? Not that finger. This finger, the point, your pointy finger. It's probably that she does probably one of the most thankless jobs in our entire church, but it is one of the most crucial from a production standpoint on Sunday. And guess what? All of you benefit from it. And it's all because of this. Click, click, click. You know who I'm talking about? No one knows. Jen Rank, thank you very much. Up in the balcony, okay? The PowerPoint guys. We have up there tonight Jackson, Nick, and Susie. And these are the folks who make sure that you can click, follow the lyrics, click in worship, or click, follow along with the scripture slides up on the screen. As I said, this is like one of the most thankless jobs in the entire body. Because you know what? If they do it right, no one notices. (laughs) If, If they exercise their gift perfectly, guess what? They're invisible. But if they screw up... Everyone's like, you, up there. There are only a few jobs in life like that, like a referee or an umpire. But to me, when I walk in on Sunday, the first thing I ask, I'm just like, is Jen here? Who's on sound, right? Who's running PowerPoint? Oh, good, it's Nick tonight. Good, great. Jackson is up there. Awesome. Everything's going to run smooth. It's a big deal, but it is unseen by most and indispensable to all. And Jen gets this. I'm going to embarrass her, but check out this email she wrote me this week. She said, hey, it's really good to be back. She's away on vacation. Great to see everyone. Good to hear the message in person. You verbalize what I've been experiencing the past year or so. Finding that niche, that passion for what also seems to come so naturally to me. Something that God prepared for me from an early age. Check this out. Being a page turner for my dad all those years, her father was an instrumentalist, is a skill that's come in so handy with working both you, David, and the worship team. For a while, it didn't strike me as being gifted because it seems so easy and natural. I just thought it was, you know, and at-the-right-place-waiting-for-others-to-come-up-to-speed kind of thing. I just didn't think that moving slides and switching PCs and Macs and videos was talent or special in itself. I knew it was service and was needed, but I didn't think of it as a gift or divine enablement. But over time, in a subtle way, it seemed like there was more to it than that, but it still didn't register as more than service in an area that needed it at the time. Lately, it has really hit me how special that divine enablement has been for me. It's not that others cannot do what I do and do it well, and I know that the kingdom goes on without me while I'm on vacation, but it feels like there's something special in what I'm able to do and a special divine ease in doing that. Without thinking about it, I can anticipate where the worship team is going musically, and I can tell when you are going off script with your dumb jokes. No, she didn't write that. (laughs) I really enjoy being able to assist you in reaching others, building them up, and teaching them, and changing their lives. She gets it. She is part of this larger thing. And I love the divine enabling God's given me and has called me to liquid. It's been a great gift for me that I'll always treasure. Jen. Jen is just, click, one of the reasons why each of you can come here every Sunday and enjoy such an irresistible environment. Because without this finger, click, click, we don't have a function. In our body, Jen, Nick, Jackson, Susie, everybody are the fingers. In fact, everybody right now, everyone stick out your finger, point your finger. Everyone right now, like this. This finger. (laughs) Okay? And I want everyone right now to point up to the balcony. Let's totally embarrass these guys and go, you, 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 you. Come on, you, you. (laughs) Okay? See, Nick, Carol, Jackson, Kathy, Jeff, Susie, all the innumerable members of the media team understand something. In God's body, not one role is insignificant. In fact, on a personal level, Jen, their gift keeps me very humble. Because it's like, if there's no finger, what good is the mouth? <laughs> Seriously, well, our, when, if our tech team didn't show up, I was thinking about this. I was like, if our tech team didn't show up on Sunday, hmm, if someone didn't actually use their finger to go click, turn the lights on, you would show up and it'd be like there's this dark room and this you know, madman up here just kind of yelling. In a, you know, in a dark room, it's a big mouth yapping away in the dark. <laughs> or Dave or Steve or Chris serving on the soundboard. They're the ears of our church. Every person who serves on Sunday creates an environment for people to take a step back to God. All all 310 of you who will don your launch t-shirt and represent Jesus, you matter acutely to the mission. It doesn't matter if you're up front singing or you're in the bathroom stocking paper towels. You have been called, you've been gifted, and you're part of a larger team, a, a, a team called the body. So this passage in 1 Corinthians, Paul wrote as a corrective to any of Jesus' followers who think they have nothing to offer or nothing to give to the body of believers. Each one of you is serving is incalculably significant. Now, the flip side of this, (laughs) taking great pride in the way that we are gifted is equally dangerous. And that's how Paul balances his instructions to the body. Pick this up at verse 19. He tempers it with this. He says, but I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. You're not that great. (laughs) For no matter how significant you are, it's only because of what you are a part of. And then he kind of gets gross. An enormous eye (laughs) or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body but a monster. What we have is one body with many parts, each its proper size and in its proper place. No part is important on its own. Can you imagine eye telling the hand, get lost, I don't need you. Or head telling foot, you're fired, your job's been phased out. As a matter of fact, in practice, it works the other way. The lower the part, the more basic and therefore necessary. I mean, you can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. Now watch this. When it's part of your own body you are concerned with, it makes no difference whether the part is visible or clothed, higher or lower. You give it dignity and honor just as it is without comparisons. If anything, you have more concern for the lower parts than the higher. If you had to choose... Wouldn't you prefer good digestion to full-bodied hair? And that last part is where the metaphor breaks down for me, because I, I'm like, oh uh, right, Paul, I'm tracking with you, but <laughs> hair always trumps digestion. I mean, uh, you get his point. <laughs> He's like, in God's kingdom, there ain't no rankings. <laughs> in fact, if there are, if if, there, if Jesus ever hinted at rankings, it kind of goes like this. Hey, media team, they're like, uh, back to us, please. Pay attention. <laughs> If there are rankings, Jesus said, actually, in in, in my Father's kingdom, the last will be the ones who are first. You get this point? In God's kingdom, no rankings, and quite honestly, folks who serve at Liquid in the most basic, humble ways are worthy of special honor. I want to show you a quick video um, from a friend of ours. Um, This is from Granger Community Church out in Indiana. Mishawaka, Indiana, like nowhere. (laughs) Um, But they've been a special friend to us. They're they're kind of a mentor church for us. Now, you wouldn't typically associate Indiana with the words like, you know, creative and innovative. But this church just like kicks butt. (laughs) Uh, And it's not just because of their size. About 7,000 folks attend their weekend services. But here's the trick. 70% of those who attend have never been to church before. Or are just taking a step back after being away for some time. And as you can imagine, it takes like a literal army of volunteers to make Granger so irresistible. And so earlier this year, they had a big volunteer appreciation service in which they just kind of like heralded all the nameless folks who worked together to advance the gospel in Mishawaka, Indiana. Now, this is a video from their volunteer appreciation service, and it highlights in a new, unique way what Paul's uh, getting at here. Would you go ahead and roll that for us, Nick? Ranger Community Church presents the real heroes of of Ranger. We salute you, all-star. a lot about taking our next steps. Just watch what you step in. But when a push comes to show, you're the first one stepping knee deep in it. And while you smile each week when those parents drop off the little ones in our germ-free intellectually stimulating environment, you've got one question you've been dying to ask. known Did, did you know, those of you who have kids, somebody in this church, who you may not even know, volunteered to spend part of their weekend, their leisure time, changing your adorable little munchkin's diaper. It, 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 we don't actually have a machine for that. It doesn't magically change itself. Rather, there are people in this community at Liquid who, who raised their hands and said, I'll do it. I will give part of my weekend... To, to cleaning the rears of the kids of strangers. And I count it a joy. <laughs> was there anyone here who actually performed, maybe that not that duty, but you were in the nursery at the 4 o'clock service? Anyone who was in the nursery tonight helping out there? No one wants to admit it. <laughs> at the 4 o'clock service, we had all the parents clap and shake and stomp because we wanted them to feel the reverberations of our appreciation. Because you know what? It ain't glamorous stuff. It's not glamorous, is it? Jesus washed feet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refrain from, you know, trying to attribute diaper duty to a particular part of the body of Christ, but you get the point. <laughs> Vital. Essential. And this year, in Morristown, people are going to come to Christ. Moms, dads, parents, a whole family. Because some people said, I'll do it. I'll, I'll spend an hour on Sundays wiping noses, setting up chairs, and just loving on children, Because that's how the kingdom of God goes on. And you know what happens when, when the body acts as the body? Stop church. Think about your own body. When all your systems in your body are functioning as God designed them, what happens naturally? It grows. Growth is natural in a healthy, functioning body. It's the byproduct of growth. It naturally gets bigger. My little girl, Chase, she is four years old. When we tuck her in at night, I tuck her in, we say our prayers and everything. I go, Now, Chase, just make sure you keep growing tonight. All right? I want to see you like an eighth of an inch bigger tomorrow. No, you don't even have to say it because she's a healthy kid. Her systems are operating. No one has to tell her how to do it. She just grows. And the same point is true in the church. Growth is natural in a healthy, functioning church. There's fruit. And that's what we're seeing right now in the season of harvest of liquid. I mean, I got an email this week, another God sign, just to show you the kind of impact God can have when the body. Acts like the body. He says this. He said, hey, Tim, I'm joyfully crying as I type this message to you. Something wonderful happened to a special family yesterday at Liquid. A couple of weeks ago, I introduced you to my friend who came to Liquid for the first time. She was so pumped after the service that she couldn't wait to call her father to tell him about the experience. Well, we weren't in the car two minutes when she called him. Apparently, her father had not been to church in over a year and a half. See, her parents went through a bitter divorce, and her father hadn't been to church since then. Well, as their conversation unfolded, It became apparent that her father was interested in coming to Liquid. My friend's face just lit up, and she started to cry. She kept saying thank you over and over again. When she hung up the phone, she turned to me and said, this is an answer to prayer. Her father was coming back to church. Check it out. This past Sunday, their entire family was there. Her father, her younger brother and sister. Now, sometimes you wonder if teens would stay interested in a church service. In fact, right before the service began, these two younger siblings were heavily into their text messaging, as teens often are. They seemed disinterested. So I started wondering if they decided just to come along for the ride because they were told to. And I figured, no worries, God has them here for a reason. Well, as it turned out, those kids were thrilled to be here. Afterwards, we were all literally dancing and celebrating in the parking lot like it was Jesus' second coming. Her father said, that was the best church experience of my life. It's exactly what I needed at this moment. My friend's sister said, oh, I'm definitely coming back here. This, coming from a 16-year-old. And he like all bowls it to yell. They were hugging each other and me and just overjoyed to be there. My friend was glowing, absolutely glowing. I rode home with a smile on my face the entire time. The fact that I could be used by God as an instrument of his peace. Seeing this family be touched by the Lord. Seeing this family become renovated and overjoyed in spirit. It didn't matter what was bugging them. It didn't matter what they had gone through up until that point. All that mattered was that this was a family who knew that they mattered to God. Why? Because they mattered to us. Later that night, she called me and thanked me for bringing them together. She truly felt that healing was starting to take place within her father's soul. Wow. I just cannot believe this. I'm taking no credit. It's all God's doing. I was merely the messenger, but little did I realize how important and special the situation would turn out for this family. Just wanted to share that with you. You get it? God is changing lives in this place, in this environment, and it's not about the space. Whether or not you're in a sanctuary or hotel ballroom, it's about the people. It's about people being the body and putting aside their personal concerns and comforts to focus on others. And when the body like comes together and serves together as the body, as God, God's spirit is like free to do incredible things. And in just three Sundays, together, we are going to come together, use our gifts to create an environment that is hopefully simply irresistible. Where, where people will come and see that, whoa. This isn't just like a few gifted individuals like slapping a service or a rock show together. But Jesus is here. The body of Christ himself is here. It's welcoming and inviting others to trust him, and it's going to change their lives. I mean, when I look at this, I'm like, who's responsible for that family's experience at Liquid? No. Sermon wasn't mentioned. Jen, Nick, you know, Jackson. No, probably didn't even know their names until tonight the person who welcomed them and gave them a name tag and smiled, her friend who took the risk of inviting them to church, every part contributed to the whole. Every one of you has a critical role to play to accomplish together this spring what not one of us can do alone. And that's changed lives. And not one piece is insignificant. Each role essential to God's larger mission to rescue humanity. Paul sums it up this way in verses 25 and 27. Close with me. He says, the way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part actually mean anything. i me show you something in a minute. How about you, by the way? Are you connected to the whole? Or are you a, a, a bodiless organ? I mean, this metaphor is so instructive for us. Because if you're a Christian and you remain disconnected or cut off from the rest of the body, the implication, by the way, is that the church is going to suffer. Yes, because we miss you. But it's worse for you individually. You will wither. Why don't you think about this? Let me let me show you something kind of cool, kind of gross. I have this in a box. Diana, come up. Would you come up here just real quick? Like, no, please. Come, just come up one second. Just, just real quick. I, I give her a close up. You can kind of see it in the back row. I got this little box in the mail. Someone actually mailed me this. Check it out. What? You, can you see it? Everyone see it? Someone actually ma- touched it. It's, it's it. Oh yeah. Okay. Behold a severed finger in a human box. Everyone knows where this is from, right? I'm waving at you. I actually did. <laughs> I actually, I, I freaked out Abby Hansen at the 4 o'clock service. She, like, went ripping down the aisle. Ah! You know? I actually, this is kind of funny because we did this. It was kind of cruel. I'm show showing my kind of parenting. When we were, like, snowed in during the snowstorm, we were, like, our whole family was bored. So I, like, went in my wife's jewelry box. I got, like, this little, you know, like a necklace or something came in it. And I cut a hole in the back and, I, you know, stuck my finger through here and everything. And I put ketchup all around it and everything. <laughs> And I put the lid in, and I was like, kids, come here. <laughs> it's the greatest. It was a long Monday, man. I was, like, searching for anything. I was like, come here, kids, come here. And i like, did you see this? And they're like, what? What's in it? What's in it? And I was like, go ahead, take it off, Chase. And she takes it off, and my little boy is like, <gasps> he starts shaking. And my little girl looks at it and she's like, that smells like ketchup. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Chase, watch. Watch this, watch. You know, I start wiggling it, and she's like, Mommy's going to be really mad. You used her... box. <laughs> used her box. But, uh, but, but you know, g- track with me a minute. Okay, uh, track with me. I want you to imagine something, like, totally disgusting. I want you to imagine that, literally, you, you lopped off a finger, and you, and you put it in a box. Let, imagine you lopped off a finger of, like, a four-year-old. Okay, I know, it's terrible. It's a, you, you, but, you, but you save it. Try to track with me a minute. I know. And you put it in a box. Okay. Now, you keep it for five years. You keep it for five years. What happens to that four-year-old? And Erica's like, no one's going to come to Liquid Kids ever again. <laughs> the pastor's insane. Um, over five years, do you know what would happen to that four-year-old? She would actually grow. Her, her body would grow. It's probably not a fatal wound to lose your finger, right? So she'd, she'd actually get taller. She'd be nine years old. You know, she wouldn't want to wave to a lot of people. But she she would grow. <laughs> but if you took this... You take this box out of the drawer after five years, what do you think would happen to this finger? It would actually get smaller, it would actually shrivel and wither. Why? Because it was cut off from the rest of a living, healthy body. You get the point. Same idea spiritually. Growth in the Christian life is not automatic, you know this, and it can't be done on its own you have to be vitally connected to a larger body. You do. Or else, or else catch, that is one of the primary ways that God grows us. As we stay connected, focus on his larger mission, use our heart and our hands in the place of to demand, and we exercise our gifts together, you grow. If, if, the, if that finger up there gets cut off, Jen doesn't use her talents for multimedia in the context of this local body, did you get that from her email? Something vital will probably wither in her soul, and the rest of us will be impoverished. Because that's how God designed his body. And that's what it means to be part of the church of Christ. So how about you? Right now, are you vitally connected to the rest of the body and you're serving? Or do you have your gift in a box? Keeping it over here. At the beginning tonight, I told you that you'd have a chance to exercise your gifts this week. Again, if you're one of the 300 or so people to sign up for the launch, we'll email you this week, tell you what team you're going to be on. And Next Sunday, commission all of you. We'll have our final T-shirt designs. You choose from one of those two. We'll give them out, but we're going to pray as a body, enjoy and celebrate communion, and be on a mission together. But this week, in fact, tomorrow, some of you, you have an opportunity to get connected, to use your gifts. On Friday, we signed another contract. And this one was for new liquid office space. It was kind of an amazing thing, kind of a God thing. We assumed we were staying in our offices. We had about 1,600, 1,500 square feet right here in Basking Ridge. It's totally cramped. You know, we're all one on top of each other. Erica's like kind of in a closet kind of like area sitting over there. So we went to look at all different office spaces, and, um, and we found one. It was actually right across the street from the Hyatt. It's literally across the street. And we're like, oh, this would be great. And then we found out it was $24 a square foot. We're like, eh, not so great. <laughs> It's 3,000 square feet. We're like, oh, that'd be just perfect because we're going to schlep a lot of stuff. Oh, that'd be great. And we're, you know, guy was like, well, what do you guys think? And we said, well, I, you know, honestly, we, like, can't afford that. He's like, like, what can you afford? And we're like, well, I mean, the closest we could probably come is, like, $14 a square foot. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and we said, oh, so I guess God wants us here. And we signed that contract on Friday. And we were all, like, celebrating. This is, by the way, I'm just prepare you. Nothing glamorous. <laughs> This is a storefront section in, 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 right, in the, right where Morristown kind of changes, like from the shopping area right into the, you know, some of the lower income area. And, and in fact, and that's a great thing to kind of be around this because we want to serve a city. But it was previously, ironically, a storefront Spanish church. So we go walking in it and on the walls it says La Iglesia de Jesucristo, you know, <laughs> right, right across it. And we're like, well, we're not going to have church in here. It's primarily going to be for our storage of all of our stuff and production offices. But, but here's the deal. We're like, it's in need of a little TLC, okay? It needs to be cleaned. Some walls need to be knocked down or moved, and everything just needs a fresh coat of paint. So on Friday, we're like, high five. God showed up. We're celebrating as a staff. We're like, yeah, new home, 3,000 square feet. Yeah, 3,000 square feet <laughs> on top of this launch tornado on Easter. Oh, Jesus, help But then we're like, wait, we're taking hope. Because like, wait, wait, we have a body. This is not just on the backs of a few people, but on a family with diverse gifts and talents. And so we decided, you know what, let's go for it. Let's just totally push it to get this thing in fighting shape this week so we can actually move in by next Saturday. And the guy, like, he's like, here's the keys. Good luck, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Five days. You know they, You know what they say. They always say, you can tell who your real friends are when it comes time to move, right? Or drive to the airport. <laughs> well, if you're looking for a way to serve, to invest your time and your talents in helping pull off this lunch, quite simply, just to be real totally blunt with you, we need your help this week. Even if it's just for a couple of hours, we need this body to be the body in a few different ways. And if we start with a, with a finger metaphor, and now let me get to my orange bucket here. I'm going to kind of... Everyone hold up their finger. Hold up your finger right now. Come on, everybody. Don't point the finger. Just just hold it up. Just hold it up. I want you to see. Let's see what you can do with that finger. How many of you think that you could do this with your finger? Can you do that? Power tools unite. Yeah, men are like, yeah, we can do that. Well, we need some people to come tomorrow night to knock down walls and put in studs and change locks and do all sorts of things. Okay, great. So some of you are tracking with me, nodding. Awesome. And some of you are like, dude, I, I, that was very scary for me. Um, could could you do this? Could you come on Tuesday and use your arm to go like this, up and down? Could you think? Can you think you could do that? Okay, I know. I know. Joan's like on She's like, oh, I don't know about that. Joan, could you? Could, how about? Could you use your finger to do this? This. <laughs> you can do it. We need all of you to help us. Do you think you could help us even move? Because we got a heck of a lot of stuff. In your bulletin, and if you could pull this out right now, we included a sheet that says, hey, count on me, short term, I can volunteer. Liquid move-in week. And you can see we have a number of ways. I mean, we need people just willing to roll up their sleeves for an hour or so to scrape or to sand, wipe things down, clean windows, wash walls, whatnot. There's a million things, honestly, that can only happen if this body comes together this week as the body. If you look at this volunteer form listing our needs, again, if, it could help, if you could help one or two nights this week, that'd be a huge gift and go a long way in preparing us for a successful Easter lunch. Now, each night you can see something different. You see it there? Each night we'll be working our new office space from roughly 6 o'clock to uh, 10 o'clock at night. And again, you don't have to come for the whole time. Even if it's just for an hour or two to clean or to paint, that would be awesome. And here's the deal. We're going to provide all the materials, (laughs) okay, all the training. Again, it's not going to be, you know, it's (laughs) it's not complicated. It's not rocket science. But we're going to provide the materials, the music, and you're going to work alongside some of the finest people in the world, and you're going to get to know others in a way that's not possible here on Sundays. But you'll notice the big push is to be done with the painting and cleaning by next Saturday. You see that last box there, March 10th? When we're going to need the muscles in this body, I see you out there, men, don't shrink, (laughs) to help with our move. And again, even if you can spare a couple hours, that's going to be on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We hope to be done by then. We need bodies to meet here in Basking Ridge to help pack our boxes from our old studio office above the Lemon Lounge and schlep them over to our new digs in Morristown. Show of hands, how many of you have something better to do? No, I expect a lot more hands than that. I have things. I have something better to do. Here is—I guarantee you—have something better to do, one night this week or next Saturday. But my hope is that by serving this week alongside others, you're going to actually get something out of it that's richer than anything you anticipated. Because when the body comes together and serves together as God's body, Jesus Christ is glorified, and incredible things happen. Lives are changed including your own. So who's in? Can we count on you? I want to give everyone a moment. Take a pen or a pencil out, if you would. Just kind of fill in your name, your email, your phone. And you can just, again, check off just what, what area or what day you'd like to volunteer for. And again, if you, if you want to note the hours, if you're like, I can come on Thursday from like 7 to 8, 15, that's great. Just let us know. And we're going to email you, okay? All you have to do is si- simply stick this form in the offering as it comes around in a minute. And we're going to email you On the day that you signed up to work with instructions, where to meet, you know, what to bring, if anything, maybe safety glasses, I don't know. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to serving together. And we'll have tunes, power tools, and we are going to knock some holes in the wall for Jesus. So, check it on there and note two things. There's um, bonus points here, okay? Take a look. Saturday. Hey, all right, I can help move. It's before, you know, St. Patrick's. I'll do my penance this weekend. Um, Moving day. Uh, Bonus. I have a truck or van down by the river <laughs> I can bring up on Saturday. We need some pickups. We need some vans because we got a lot of gear and stuff. And if you could do that, just check that off. That would be awesome. And uh, we will take the measurements for the drapes of your mansion in heaven for doing that. That's great. Um, or maybe actually even you can't come at night. And you're like, you know what, dude, though? I, my kids are in school during the week. I can come for like a couple hours on Wednesday afternoon or whatever. Lisa smiles. She's like, I can do it during the week. I'm available during the day next week. Tell us what day and what time, and we'll arrange to be there so that we can, uh, we can be used by your gifts. Just stick this in the offering bag as it goes around in a minute, and we're going to be in touch. Sound good? Amen? Yes? Who's in? Anyone in? F- okay. F- oh, I five fingers. I saw that. That was good. Awesome. Let's do this. Let's, uh, as you finish filling those out, we're going to pray together, and then we're going to continue in worship. And thank God for all he's doing in our body. Lord, we love you. We thank you for a chance to do your work. I love that we're on this mission together. It's just awesome, Lord. It gives meaning. It gives purpose to our lives, Lord. It, we need more, Lord, than our small lives and making money and, I don't know, trying to just get by. We, um, we thank you that we are not orphans but part of a spiritual family, and that we have a home here, a home in your family, and that we're called to be part of a local body of believers. We love you, Lord. We love this church that you gave us. We can't wait to serve the people who aren't even here yet. People, Lord, who have no idea even that there's a God who loves them. That's who we're doing this for. And so we thank you for relying on us, for thinking enough of us to involve us and include us in your rescue mission to a lost world. Fill up our people, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Give them special strength for this week. Increase their capacity as we go out and spend ourselves for you. In Jesus' name. All God's people said Amen, Amen.